0: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 185 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, We've been a bit delayed this week, various work things getting in the way, but I'm Jack, joined by KC. Hello. Well, I hope that worked better for you guys, because it completely froze up on my end. (laughs) Um, Brilliant. And you clearly have a three-second delay, so uh, refresh your screen. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, he will be back in a second. We were meant to do this on like Monday or Tuesday, but work and stuff just got in the way. Sometimes that sort of thing happens. Uh, so we will briefly go through the Spurs game. Not that there'll be a massively large amount to say about it, but we'll we'll quickly talk about the Spurs game, and then once we're done talking about the Spurs game, we'll uh, we'll have a little sort of state of the league United. <laughs> That's where we try and figure out basically. Are we going to be all right or not this season? Uh, But are you all right more importantly, Casey? I am now. Wait, that's better. That was a much more immediate response (laughs) than last time. (laughs) That's the problem when we have to set this up with like a minute before we start because rushing away from work and stuff. So thinking back, what feels like an eternity now, uh, did Leeds get beat at Spurs or did Leeds throw one away at Spurs? Uh,
1: you, you can't look at it any other way than we threw that away. You can't go in front three times in a game and, and not come away with anything.
0: Yeah, it was a it was an infuriating one, Matt, because it's not like we were expecting anything going into the game. I've just looked. Uh, we both unsurprisingly we both did have us getting beat as, as predictions. But uh, yeah, it was just the way that we got into such good positions, and it's especially after the goal at three two. Because although we're going from three times at three two, we got in front and we actually territorially were getting. We got really into the game. We were starting to actually look like the better side, rather than just a team that had scored, which is what I think we looked like earlier in the game. And we just didn't take advantage of it whatsoever.
1: No, it's it would it, like I say, it's just very frustrating that he, you knew going there that we were probably going to have a limited number of chances, and the, the fact that we took three of them, and you know, for the most part, you'd say we deserved them on the balance of, of play. We were we were on the front foot plenty in that game, um, but the goals we consider it's a it's a very mixed bag in as much as you can go through them and just go there's a foul for the first one there's two deflections and then there's some abject defending
0: yeah um as a g- good thing is we don't need to fully go through it uh but we'll talk about their goals first just because we're on the topic it's been By Leeds United standards, a while since we've had a real absolute game changing decision. I mean it's been like four games. (laughs) Like since we've had an absolute stinker of a decision. But there but the first Spurs goal scored by Harry Kane. I have not seen anyone other than someone who, you know, being on Twitter on a wind up. Hmm. I have not seen one person seriously suggest that that goal should count. And I am including Spurs fans and Spurs writers and everything like that.
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't understand where it is into, like. is. I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear the rationale behind it not being a foul. Because ultimately, I look at that and just think, m- while, yes, Melier has got to it, he's... Been pushed and then their player has landed on him in the goal.
0: Mm.
1: Like, there, there is no... It, if nothing else, it's obstruction.
0: Yeah, it's, it's at least one foul on Melier. Maybe two. Because there's the foul that stops him getting a clean push on it, and then he's forced into the goal and sort of held on the floor as well. Also, Harry Kane very clearly fouls Tyler Adams. It's attempt to know, isn't it? You can't, yeah, you can't that, hold that against him. That is true. And I don't hold that against Harry Kane because that's not his fault. Uh, mm. That has been a thing with the England captain for my entire time watching football. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> As far back as I can remember, the England captain cannot do any wrong. That is just a fact. But yeah, like that, that is one of them where if VAR isn't going to overturn that, then what the fuck is the point of it being there? It is. It's not ooh, that was a bit of an iffy decision. It's sort of on the line. It probably is a foul, but there's maybe not enough to overturn it. It's absolutely blatant.
1: Yeah, and, and you can have the discussion, if you want, about whether goalkeepers are, are overly protected or not. But at this point, there, there, is a, there is a standard for what constitutes a foul on the goalkeeper. And whether yeah. you think it's soft or not, I've seen much softer free kicks given in favour of goalkeepers than that was.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I was thinking of it without the double standard that is. If you touch the goalkeeper, it's foul. Basically, nowadays, like it's it's,
1: you know, if you if you went in for a challenge in midfield and they played the ball and you went into them, that's a free kick. Yeah, like, and outside of the fact that Melier punched it away instead of passed it, it's it's the same foul. Like it's just yeah. a slightly late challenge.
0: Yeah, I mean when you when you think about goalkeepers being protected, was it uh, which game was it early this season? Was it where the keeper came out and punched? Last was Christiansen. Oh, that was ride? Wolves
1: on the only day, wasn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah, and that wasn't given because goalkeeper. <laughs> like he took his head off. Yeah, I just I just can't speak. But obviously that goal it made it one one. Uh, After Leeds had gone 1-0, Aronson won a duel in midfield, put a good through ball to Somerville, who, with that unerring confidence he seems to have at the moment, takes it out of his feet beautifully and finishes well. Could easily have had a second one himself, where he took... What I'd love to say was a delightful touch that took everyone out. It was a really heavy first touch, and if Loris had come off his line, he'd have just picked it up. But he didn't, and then Loris made a decent save, but Somerville probably should have scored again. Uh but Leeds still managed to be in front at half-time. Corner swung in, headed out. Cooper heads it back in. Christensen gets a really good flick on. Rodrigo, this is the sort of confidence that you have when you're scoring goals. Just first-time volley, hits it really well. Larice will probably think he should save it, uh, but flies into the corner. Leeds 2-1 up, and that's why we was. I remember in the pub, everyone was so fuming about that first goal. because Everyone been going, that should be fucking 2-0, and we should be, not home and hosed, it's leads, we can throw anything away. Hmm. But we should have been in such a strong position. And two one, obviously, it's still a good it's still a great position to be in, but just wasn't the same as it could have been.
1: And much like the Leeds, the second half comes around, you're right, right, nothing daft. Just don't concede in the first ten Oh, Oh. Spurs have yeah. scored.
0: Uh, we did make a time change here. Yeah, Greenwood come on for Nonto, which was fair enough. Nonto didn't really do much to do in the half. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, just keeps for. The... It becomes more of a 4-3-3 in the second half than a 4-2-3-1, which did seem to make us marginally better, but still went to 2-2. Somehow Ben Davies is still being credited with this goal, by the way. I have no idea how... Uh, Get used to this. Spurs work their way down the leads left with loads of space. Uh, getting ball goes into this. This was the one that went to uh Kane, blocked by Christensen really well. Comes out to Ben Davies who hits it. Christensen blocks it again, but unfortunately, he kicks it against Melier's arse and it goes in. Somehow, yeah. that's still Ben Davies' goal. It's quite clearly a non goal, <laughs> like...
1: yeah. Uh... Really frustrating in that just, just how it's an, it's unfortunate how it ends up in. It, it probably shouldn't at all, but you know, we, we'd at least gone a step further than we normally do. When we somewhat cleared the ball from the penalty area, which was quite nice. And, um, like I say, I think, I think Melia and Christensen are just really unlucky with how that ends up going in.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, there's an argument that their positioning wasn't amazing because they got in each other's way. But in that situation, your instinct is just, what do you think the best place is to block the ball? And because they've been playing football their whole lives, their instincts are to go to the same place. Uh. And that is where the ball went. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very annoying. But again, Leeds showing that it's the one thing for all the things I don't like about the tactics. They're right there, William. They just go back into it, go in again. Uh. Spurs lose it in midfield. There's a potential foul by Tyler Adams, and it might have been one. It would have been a pretty soft one, but the massive dive that he does, I think, is what makes it not get given, because it just... I mean, he made it look like it was definitely not a foul, and then you watch it back, and it maybe was. Uh, but after Matt Locker picks it up. Really good ball into Rodrigo. Gets it out of his feet. Really top-class finish low and across the keyprint at the bottom corner. He had won it first half from a really tight angle as well, where he hit the post. He's just, he's really on it in front of goal, and it's fantastic finish, leads up 3-2. And leads up 3-2, pressing well, but also, because we've gone to the three, we're actually managing to get some territory and get up the pitch a bit. And we were real. this is the bit where I thought, right, we've got this. And then we switched to 5-4-1. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's one of those things that I'd have understood it if we were under the cash, but we were playing well up to that goal, and we again were spending a lot of time in their penalty area. They weren't really creating a lot in that period, in the sort of 10 minutes before that goal. Um, and it's not to say there, were, there wasn't a threat because there are always what there, I mean, there always is against Leeds. Strangely, it's down the sides yeah but um you know we, we were doing well in midfield we, you know keep we actually keeping the ball really well recycling it when it came back out really well
0: yeah this was like the one bit of the game where we actually i felt we were doing well just in possession rather because the other ones were a breakdown, the pass a breakdown, the pass this mm-hmm. was the one bit of the game where i thought we were actually keeping the ball well
1: yeah so you know that then we go and take off. Um uh, it's Mark Rocker that comes off, isn't it? And
0: Yeah, Rock Rocker off ailing on uh goes to five four one. Um and I'm not saying that the formation is actually responsible for the goals. I think bad defending is responsible for the goals. Mm. It's just I just thought it was wrong like I know that he did that against Bournemouth, but there was like four minutes left. And he did it against Liverpool, but there was two minutes left. When when he does it on when he does it for this one, there's still like if you incl- there's still like fifteen minutes left, and I, I just thought it was the wrong move. But guess what? Spurs get space down the left. Working <laughs> cross comes in, headed out to Benton Co., has a shot. It's not a great shot. Texas deflection goes in. Uh, So, yeah, so far we've got a goal that shouldn't have counted, one that deflected twice and should have been an own goal, and then another one that deflected and went in. Uh, In off off Ehrling, who it was a bit wrong time, wrong place, but when you've come on the sub to shore it up, he did not have a good time. Uh, And we barely had time to recover from being pissed off about that before they get in again. Uh, It's down the lead's left. <laughs> <laughs> this this time Cooper steps out with Kulisevsky and then Kulisevsky turns and I mean Liam Cooper's not in the same postcode as him after about three seconds. Uh Kulisevsky then beats Robin Cock so easily that it might as well have been me. Uh pulls it back, Benton Co. just taps it into an empty net. Uh it was it was absolutely infuriating this because we really it's not like Spurs had to be brilliant to do anything against it. We are just so easy to score goals against. So, I mean, yeah. what does that mean? We have played, you know, the the Liverpool game, we only conceded one and that is excellent. Against Liverpool, if you only concede one, you've done well. But the games, of the other side of that, we conceded three to Fulham, three to Bournemouth and thought Spurs. You can't, you can't defend like that.
1: No, I mean, I mean it's the doubt I'm just looking at the at the league table now. In the we've scored more goals than Manchester United and Chelsea,
0: have we? Oh God! Yeah. How, many have, w- how many? How many were con- conceded?
1: Uh, twenty six.
0: Is that the most of anyone who isn't born Uh,
1: no, but it's not far off. Forest thirty, Southampton twenty seven. Uh, Leicester, 25. So, th- th- there's a there's a couple. Fulham and yeah. Brentford are 9th and 10th, and they've conceded 26 and, and 25.
0: Oh, I, I thought that we would be worse off than that in the goals conceded table. Fair That's not as bad as I thought. It, is oh, that well, I all... that
1: we're 15th. Our goal difference is minus four.
0: Yeah. We also didn't mention, very, 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 very stupidly, Tyler Adams got sent off late in this game.
1: Yeah, it was very much a a look on his face of oh shit, I've already been booked.
0: Yeah. By the way, have you seen the tackle he got booked for the first one back? It's nothing, isn't it? He never touched him. Never touched him in a million years. But that doesn't make the second one any less stupid. Mm. He knew he was on a yellow, and he just kicked him. It was really silly. And now we're going to be we're going to have forgot about it by the time we come round to the twenty eighth of December. But you're gonna need, you need if there's a game where you need someone like Tyler Adams, it's Man City, and yeah. we're not gonna have him now. It's gonna be a problem, mind you. It's not gonna matter, we'll get beat by Man City anyway. Um, so yeah, infuriating result. We we lost. You've uh, you've mentioned the table just then, and we'll uh, yeah, we'll have a little look. We're in 15th place, got a game in hand on everyone around us. Not that that matters a great deal. That matters when you're at the top, not at the bottom, really. Um, Two points above the relegation zone. Compared to what you thought pre-season, where do we stand? Um, I mean, I
1: was predicting around 12, 13. So it's you know we're in that ballpark. It's it's oddly enough, it's exactly the same as it was. Last season, at this point, mm. which um, it it's a different issue, I suppose, than last season. Cause I think already by this point last season, I think we were half a team down. Um, but it's it's like you say, it's that you can see where we are going to concede the goals every time, and I don't know. I don't know how much of a difference bringing in a good natural left back will make to that because I feel like it's the, it's the tactics that are making us concede these goals and not having a centre-back playing there. Cause the same thing happens on the right-hand side as well. And, you know, Christensen is, you know, it's a pretty athletic fullback. All right, he's not maybe not the fastest, but you know he's he's got enough energy to get up and down for for ninety minutes. But the the same goals just happen over and over again.
0: Yeah, well, in the Spurs game, it wasn't down the left because it was Strouk. It was down the left because it was Kuleszewski. Yeah, Spurs chose for it to be the left. They could have, if they'd have wanted to do it on the other side, they could have done it on the other side.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm absolutely gutted that because um, he's only just coming back from injury, he didn't get taken off after an hour, you know, and put, <laughs> like, Lucas Moore on or, or you know, ran, I don't know, just put someone else there who's not him. Um, but, like, the, the one good thing I, I saw, i I mentioned it fairly early on to you trying the game, was that it, it was the centre mids were getting back when they were hitting us down the sides,
0: yeah, uh, which, Locker which was... especially, Locker especially, yeah. I saw drop into that like left centre back role when Stroud went out quite a few times.
1: Which, which I think is a positive, but at the same time, the amount of times they would get back in, and then we'd have a line of about six players just stood in a straight line about level with the six yard box, as opposed to. You know, if Rock has gone in to fill the gap, Tyler Adams moves into the penalty spot to be, or between the penalty spot and the edge to kind of be the first one to charge something down if it came out that way. So we were getting bodies back, which I think is this is a positive. But the the negative side to that was it it seemed still quite unorganised.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't because I mean, two of the goals are ball breaks to the edge of the box and there's no one to close it down.
1: Yeah, and and you and you feel like like you say because it's because it was down our left. If Rocker's going to fill in the gap on that side, that's fine. Adams then needs to be sort of pulling a bit central and about five six yards ahead of of the defenders. Um, and I, th- I can't I can't remember if it was one of the goals or if it was a chance, but I think there was a point where Tyler Adams had no idea who it was that was around him. Um, and I don't know if. From, from watching him because i think when when teams are breaking he is he's very good at his role i think he gets into excellent positions he makes very good challenges i think when it's not coming towards him and it's more him tracking his man that i think he struggles with at this point yeah. um but like you say the amount of goals that again we've conceded this season where it it breaks to so you know even if we've got the block in, it breaks to someone on the edge of the area, or it's the second ball in the penalty area, and we still don't seem to have anyone near it. That, that yeah, I, mean, I mean, that is the second goal. Philip, Phil,
0: yeah, I can not say Philip
1: Billings' goal. Same because that the, the worst part about that was that we'd made the save, it comes back, and still no one's got back into there. yeah. So, that one
0: so... that one was when it should have been rocker, and he was got he was 15 20 yards out of shot. Yeah,
1: like so. It, it's... It's good to see that we've made that progress because something absolutely had to be done about that. But more work needs to be done, and the, the people probably need the well. Tyler Adams won't be there for the training, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and he—it's it's like a, you know—at least
1: Mark Rocker will be. It'll be him and Archie Gray by the time it, you know we get back at Christmas.
0: I think he's probably out longer than Matt Archie Gray yeah. by the sounds of it. Um, yeah, it's weird because. 15th on the face of it, when our entire thing for this season, as much as we don't want it to be the case, this is where we are, it's just avoid relegation. If you stay up, you've done fine. And 15th, in theory, sounds like a good start for that. But just given the fixtures we've had and the easy start we had to the season, I think we are short of what we needed. Yeah. And I mean, we've got more than a point a game. So if if we get more than a point a game until the end of the season, we'll probably be fine. But I just... Like, I think when when I look at us coming back and it's, you know, Man City at home, Newcastle away, and then suddenly you add two more games to it where I don't think we'll get anything from either of them. And all of a sudden it looks scarier, whereas... I just don't think that we're quite there. I just think that we're too. The way the amount of goals we're conceding, I just to be all square ball about it, it's not sustainable. Uh, no, you just you can't, mean, They can't, you can't keep can't going have... like that. you. You can't. You can't score three goals and lose. And no. we scored two and lost, and three and lost. We only got something against Bournemouth because we got four. You. You just and I don't think that we are because we are a streaky side. We ran, we ran cold in front of goal for quite a long time. Didn't get any results. Then we've just had a run where we've run hot and we've won two and lost two in yeah. our hot streak. It, that worries me, if in our hot streak in front of goal we won two and lost two, and admittedly one of those wins is at Anfield, so it's an unbelievable result. But in your hot streak, you need to pick up points. And especially when our our attacking play is so based on forcing an opposition mistake. So you're not self-sufficient in the way you're creating mm. your chances. If we're not taking advantage when we're running hot, I think we're going to be in serious trouble. Because we, you're not going to run hot consistently in this system. No. And, and the problem is when you're
1: this... Close to the relegation zone as we are, you can't just look at at games like like Man City and things like that and just think, well, well, we're going to lose anyway because you know we are what two points ahead of Forest in 18. You know it's yeah. Now fortunately, goal difference is is a lot better than the three teams that are in there, but we're still. Yeah, we're still at a point where like, this last week, that that last weekend gone, that you looked all around, and results went the way in in lots of the teams around us. Yeah, you know, so even though we were going in to that Spurs game thinking, look, if you if you lose that game one net, like by a single goal, like it's not a bad result, but you know, if you if we have having had six week or six games without a win before we won our next two if we go on another bad run then you know there's every chance we get no points from the next two games yeah because we're playing two very good teams especially newcastle who are defensively fantastic yeah Um, and they're not
0: bad going forward either
1: (laughs) no so it's, it's the disappointing thing that it you know we've scored of, of our last four games, we've scored five goals in, two, in the two games that we've lost. <laughs> it's, it, ultimately, you just think, oh, it's such a waste.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, we started out with where do we stand, I think we're below. You have just looked it up. Your actual prediction was 13th. That stays in. That's what we have. Hmm. Uh, if you were revising it, what do you think you'd say?
1: I think I might go down to... Well, I said
0: 15th, and I think I would now say 17th. I just think that we are going to get... Because we've got forward players in form, I think we'll score enough goals, but we will be all right. And I actually think there could be a weird thing where it's really tight now, but I could see it diverging a little bit. A lot depends on how Nathan Jones does at Southampton. Uh, just glancing around the bottom. By the time we come back for the next set of Premier League fixtures, do you think Frank Lampard will still be Everton manager? Um,
1: I don't know. Who've they got? They're next to. Oh God! So their next game back is Wolves. Oof! But
0: then it's All Man right. City I think after that, I think they'll give him the Wolves game, and if they lose that, they'll sack him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the next game. It's, it's Although Wolves they niche, shouldn't wait. But... Like, if they're thinking about doing it, they should just do it now. But I actually, I think that if they get someone else, they'll be better. So I don't want them to. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got West Ham fairly early. They're having like a much worse season. There's a lot of talk about Moyes. But they... I did think... I thought that all the World Cup sackings, I thought if they were going to happen, that they'd have happened by now. Hmm. Because you'd have thought it would have been straight after the final game, wouldn't you, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously Wolves, I know they took the time, but they announced La to to basically start the day everyone else went away for the yeah. World Cup, didn't they? Um. I mean, if you like, if you forest, I can't it'd be very bizarre if they change Cooper, especially after that contract offer.
0: Oh yeah, Lampard, he's, I think he's pretty safe. To be fair,
1: Lampard, I think I, I don't think he sees out the season.
0: No, they're, they're not. And that well. that reaction after the Bournemouth game, where they got beaten, they were all really against, when Alex A threw his shirt into to crowd and they threw it back yeah. like he was John, like he was John Cena at One Night Stand.
1: I mean, the, the flip side of, of the goal scoring stuff, all the teams below us have played an extra game and going from bottom up to us, Wolves have scored eight, Southampton 13, Forest 11, Everton 11, West Ham 12, us 22.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean by even though I think we'll concede, we'll concede a number of goals that should get a team relegated. Mm. But I just think we'll score enough to get away with it. Like it's thanks fuck for Crescencio Somerville. <laughs> Obviously, what Rodrigo is in really good form and scoring loads of goals. Second best goals per minute in the league after Haaland. He is having a very good season. Mm. But you need supplemental goals after your striker, and that's one of the things we've missed at times. Like Harrison popped up with you, didn't he, last season? But Somerville coming out with four and four, that makes a that makes a really big difference. And it does mean that we have got basically another first team winger now, like that is fully established.
1: Uh, yeah, I will be very interested to see how we look after the break in terms of. You think um, we should we should be back to to full strength in that area? Uh, yeah, because
0: like some of those been that good, that we haven't really thought about Sinister being out.
1: No, like he, he he stepped up so so well. In these in these few games, and I, it's, it's the thing that keeps coming up about Somerville is, is Marsh saying after was it after the Fulham game or um, we said hey you know he's he's not going to score every week and I'm like well
0: uh. no, he's, ha- he's having a decent go he's having a decent um, go of it and he might have to <laughs> uh, uh, we've done half an hour and we knew this one was going to be a short one we may well be back literally tomorrow to start talking about the World Cup. Uh, provided timings work out, we should be able to be back for that. But right, it's better to keep it separate.
1: I'll just make um, sure you don't have a drink while we're doing the podcast. It's not allowed anymore.
0: Oh yeah, for, a bad, it's <laughs> that's such a weird thing. It is not at all surprising that they have banned beer at the World Cup. Hmm. But what, couldn't they have just done it two months ago? <laughs> like, if only they had years ago. they've had twelve <laughs> years to plan this. Yeah, it shouldn't happen but, two days before.
1: Did you see the tweet from Budweiser that went out today and then got deleted almost oh, immediately? Does it
0: just go, well, this is awkward one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the one that the, where it's just, you know, the guy from the Duff Brewery going, oh, we're not worried. I, our Bud Zero will be just as popular. Ah, that's <laughs> the end of me. <laughs> um. Yeah so the last question it's not really half a season but this is the best break uh, this is the best break to do it uh who would be a player of the uh, half season it's really
1: tempting to pick somerville <laughs> <laughs> i don't know he's only started like five games um i don't know actually it's weird because objectively i don't think rodrigo plays fantastically but, God, he's
0: effective. He's just in really good nick in front of the goal. Yeah. Uh... Like, I genuinely... I've said this uh, before. There's been games where he's played really well and not got much. I genuinely, against Spurs, don't think he had a particularly good game. You know, as a whole. Hmm. But he played up front and he scored two goals. So, eight and a half out of ten. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't, can't argue with that, really. Um. Yeah, I, I I think because is it is quite tough because I think there's a few contenders. Like I think Strouk is a contender. Playing out of position, he's done really well. I think Tyler Adams is, um, and I would say Rodrigo probably is. I then there's a few that are like one step below that. I'd say Cock is in that. Allenson's probably in that, just in the in the below that tier. I think if I hadn't had the glass shattering
1: moment of realizing that that Rocker and Adams just never got back for for a lot of the goals we conceded, (laughs) I think Tyler Adams would be right up there. But I've now seen it, and I can't not know
0: that anymore. Um, and, and it's weird because we've conceded so many goals but Meli has had a good season again yeah <laughs> like, Um, I'm I'm really not I'm really genuinely not sure who I would go for
1: I wish you'd I give me, th- more time. I wish you'd given me more time to think about this is it
0: well it's it just it honestly I didn't write mm-hmm. any notes for this I only finished work like 11 minutes before we went live. Uh, I think I would just about, even it, despite those uh, mistakes we've seen, I think I probably would just about give it to Melier, even though he has made some mistakes this season. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, 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 you know what? I'm going to go. I'm just going to say Somerville. Fair enough. That, that's
0: like. <laughs> You know, There's no recency bias here, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Well, I, I'm saying what I've seen, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of players have some poor games this season. Where so far this season, I think Somerville's worst performance has been Leicester, and I still think he might have been our second best player on the pitch
0: that day. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, I'm so pleased for Somerville because i just love him. I really like him as a footballer. I just think he's brilliant. Alright, uh, so um, and the last, obviously, we've both said that we think we'll stay up still, but are you less confident than you were pre-season?
1: I, I'm going to say no because the the issue with even thinking we were going to finish 13 is that I knew we were going to be in and around this anyway. Like I didn't yeah. think it would be a case of us getting into the top half and dropping off. I I always thought we'd be in and around these positions, and yeah. You know, I'd, I'd probably prefer this to be a couple points further ahead of 18th. But, um, you know, if you're going to finish 13th, you are probably going to be in the relegation battle for three quarters of the season.
0: Yeah. Well, I've just had a look at the odds. And for what it's worth, even though I actually think we might finish a little more than I predicted, uh, we, I think we were fifth favourites to go down pre-season. It was 4 or fifth. We were, like, quite tight. And we are now sixth favourites. and uh, Bournemouth and Wolves are all odds on. Then Southampton and Everton, then us. Then Fulham, close to us. So it appears that statistically they now think we are less likely to go down than we did pre-season. Because we're 4-1 now and I'm pretty sure we were short a lot from that before the season started.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, just, just looking at the table, I know I don't, I don't Fulham have got some decent results they are 19 points in ninth, but again, like if they have a bit of a bad run, like it's it's not long for them to be caught up again. And, and I'll 10... tell
0: I'll tell you who's the sleeper one here.
1: Hmm.
0: Tenth place, Brentford, 19 points from 15 games,
1: potentially losing their star striker. If,
0: if Evan Tony gets like, and he really might get banned for like the rest of the season. There is a genuine chance of that happening. And we, we don't yet know whether some of these bets are on his own games. I don't think they are, by the sounds mm-hmm. of it, from rumours and innuendo. But, like, if there are, then that would make a big difference. I, I severely doubt he has done that, because I don't think any footballer is that much of an idiot. But the uh... <laughs> if he gets a lengthy ban, I mean, we've said, before, like, Jordan Stevens got six weeks. For you know, no training, no nothing. No, couldn't even help out with the Leeds Foundation. Couldn't do anything. Yeah. For fifty odd bets, chat cost uh, with stakes of about five hundred quid, and that was a homesick kid first time he's moved away from his parents. And there was bets on Leeds games. They're on Leeds to win, but there, he wasn't involved in the mm. games, so it wasn't against his own team either. And that was six weeks for a young, like a young kid who has no real life experience. This is over four years, and it's four times as many bets. We don't know the stakes. Like, I don't really want him to get a massively long ban because it could be a real, like, career staller for him, and that wouldn't be nice to see. But there is every chance, if especially if this, if they don't manage to reach a verdict until like January or February, Pro- if a, if it takes that long, they'll probably minimum have to give him the rest of the season. Yeah, and that that could turn Brentford. Into a real shout, and the ten to one currently to go down, and I, I don't think that they're that big at the minute. I still think they'll be fine, but I don't think the ten to one. Mm.
1: Uh Yeah, I think, like you say, there's there's a number of teams. I think it goes. I think there's plenty of teams still can get dragged into this yet. You yeah. know, I know Bournemouth uh, got a win. Just before the break, but they were on a run of uh, I can't see much further ahead, but they lost the last four before that.
0: Yeah, I think it says a lot that they're four teams and they're still second favourites to go down.
1: Yeah, like there's, I mean, the other thing, if you know, if we go to Old Trafford and win that game in hand, we're fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's piece of piss. Yeah. <laughs> we always win at Old Trafford, yeah. Um, but yeah, that will do a second, and that will be. I mean, we'll end up divulging into talking about leads during the World Cup when we do one because we just will. And when some news comes up, we'll talk about it. But we will then sort of become a slightly England-focused World Cup podcast for about a month, I would think. Um, yeah. have you managed to get excited for it yet?
1: Um, I mean, I I have some uh unscheduled time off at the start anyway. So uh, uh, it's
0: I mean we can fit you're having an operation. It's
1: yeah fine. I've got I've got a hernia. <laughs> it's it's been it's been dealt with. So I'll be uh I'll be in bed at a time when there's four games of TV on uh four games of football on the T V each day.
0: Yeah so well be, uh,
1: work out quite nicely.
0: I'd have said that you did it on purpose if you wouldn't have been waiting years. <laughs> uh but yeah um I'd booked some time off for it. I booked it at the start of the year thinking, oh, I'll be well up for the World Cup. And it still hasn't really come in yet. I haven't really got any excitement for it. Just, I think because of when it is in the year and where it is and stuff. But I am a hypocrite. I love football. Qatar v Ecuador will kick off on Sunday and I will just be, all right, the World Cup, brilliant. I love the World Cup. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to say a big fuck you to Qatar as well by uh, buying a bottle of Budweiser and pouring it out just to 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 make a point. about yeah, how strongly I think Budweiser should be there.
0: Budweiser, Budweiser is not a good beer. <laughs> it is in a bottle. It is all right. <laughs> if it's given to me, I'll drink it. But it's not good.
1: Listen, I don't, I don't want to don't want us to lose any listeners here or viewers. Um, but uh as a non-beer drinker that i am uh all i've ever heard it is the king of beers so
0: yeah. What, what do you say to that and what's carlsberg's slogan again which is the worst beer on the <laughs> uh but no that will uh they, they, yeah, that... they at least say the word probably that's true probably for legal reasons because <laughs> <laughs> it's it is it's piss <laughs> it's Catholic, it's horrible um yeah, so that will do us for episode 185 at Mike White's podcast. Hopefully, we'll return with like, even though they won't be signed yet, a deal is agreed for six am, first of January to sign a left back. <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll see, because God, we God, we need one so badly. But yeah, uh, I've been Jack. So yeah.
1: Okay. see you have a good one.
0: In a bit.